I just spent the last year going through just what I felt like, man, I've just been very hurt by people close in my life in a big way to almost, it felt as if that love of God and that seeking of God became, I don't want to say in the backseat by any means, because I still, you know, I love my Lord and I love pursuing him. I love reading my books about him and I want more of him, but it almost felt like I wanted somebody, I was seeking somebody in my own like arm's reach to do something for me, to make me almost like to heal me and my wounds and like take care of me, love me, like because I've been hurt instead of like going straight to the source of like, God, you heal me, you you help me. And, and don't get me wrong, there are a lot of times I'd be praying that, but it's not, it's almost like I was looking for it in other places besides just him. And I think that that's when he need like, I've realized on this trip that I need to surrender that over to him because that hurt can only be healed by the great physician. You know, it's not going to be my wife loving me extra or my new friends coming into my life to bless me and fellowship me. You know, obviously God's going to send people who he's going to send, but I can't look for those people to help me in that season of hurt. And that, that that's where my heart posture was off over this last few seasons because it's almost like I was just looking for him in all the wrong places or looking for him in, in other people mm -hmm. to help me do like feel the healing that I know that only he can bring. So and I, and I think about that story where you gave Noah at the altar to the Lord. I told you I think it's a constant giving over of those things to the Lord. Just right. like you gave Noah over to the Lord and said, Lord, steward his heart. You're the, gonna be his daddy from now on. You're gonna steward his little heart and make sure that he's protected, that he's given him what he needs and that he will be, you know, covered in, in righteousness and protection. That's the same thing we need to bring to the Lord. You know, it, we don't just give people, we give him our problems, we give him our insecurities, we give him the things that are that are hurting us and that have hurt us, you know what I mean? And he wants to heal those areas, you know? And so, like you said, you bring up a really good topic here where it's like, we try to find that in other people. And I think one of the things before the movie went off was that everyone is seeking and searching for God. They just don't know it yet. Right. Everyone is looking for the great physician, like you said, but they haven't been able to because believers like you and I are not walking in their calling and their purpose to give these people yeah. the great physician, to introduce and unravel the mystery of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Right. And I love when you talk about your your leader, David, in, um, in your small group. He always shares how God healed him with people, you know, like he's walking in that. Like he has the fruit from that experience of being healed in many ways. And I love that because a lot of times I don't think we as people even think we're hurt or like we kind of brush it off or distract ourselves or like brush it off or like try not to like let people know that or hide it. And then when we're, you know, alone and we're we're feeding our flesh false pleasures to kind of cover up those wounds, that's when it just, the issue becomes worse and you start to realize like, dang, even this isn't helping anymore. And like, mm -hmm. this just makes it worse. This adds on top of it. And then that healing doesn't come. And it's like, you don't want to need healing, but you do, you know, especially like in the heart because you start to see God's truth and you start to see like, man, this is like everything. Why don't the people in my life want this? Why don't people understand this in my life that this is like, God is everything to me. And like, I want this to be, you know, what I'm known for is to, to spread his word. And I want more of him and I want you to you know, want more of him but it seems like sometimes this gets you in a worse position with the people that are closest to you because mm. i don't know if it's it could be a lot of different reasons the point of it is that when we're hurt we have to acknowledge that hurt and yeah. we have to go to the source when we're hurt and realize that it's okay to be hurt it's okay to need help it's okay to go to god for every single part of your life like i can't do it myself anymore and that's i think this whole trip was just me realizing that like man there's so many things i need to like surrender fully yeah and you, uh, that's the biggest thing i just took away from what you said is surrendering you know what I mean? Is giving it over to the Lord and realizing that it's not by strength, it's not by might. The Lord wants to work all these things out that you're worrying about. He wants to work everything out for the good of you and for everyone around you. But we can't get to breakthrough if we're not willing to make him number one. 
You know, he has the solutions. He has the breakthrough. He has the provision. But we have to give something else up. We have to give up the idolatry in our, all of our lives. And that's something that I think about often. And you brought up a good point where you're like, yo, sometimes this book like separates me and like causes more division. But he said that. He literally said that this is going to cause division. This is going to put enmity between you and the world. And it should. That's how you know you're really walking with Christ. If the world hates you is because they hated him too. And he said that. And so we can believe him when, it, when he says that. And, you know, one of the things that the Lord has impressed upon my heart this last season is that the place that Jesus did the least amount of miracles was his hometown. And sometimes Let's we go. expect our hometown to come to Christ because we came to Christ. And in reality, they didn't even come to Jesus, who was the Messiah, knowing him. They grew up with him. They yeah. seen him grow up. They couldn't even come to him. And so what makes us think sometimes that we're, you know, not subjected to that same condemnation, that same, you know, spirit that's trying to fight us and almost blind the people that we care about. But something that I told you is that we can still intercede. We can still sow seeds. Right. And that's what my podcast is about. It's about sowing the seed that will be watered by the Lord through the Holy Spirit and sending other people. You know, he said like the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. But pray to the Lord of harvest to send more workers out into the field to retrieve those hearts back to the Lord. Mm. So even if we can't directly impact those people, People that we love, we can pray for them in intercession that he will send people that they will listen to. Yeah, Mike, have, has hearing that this weekend opened your eyes to anything? Um, yeah, one one big thing as far as opening my eyes is Olivier said, the power of life and death is in the tongue, and what we say holds value. And that along goes with the spiritual realm of things. And I want to bring up to the point of your Nehemiah story. You were talking about how you just feel like you need to surrender it all and give it up. And the Nehemiah story. You know, he prayed for four months. This is all I'm, I'm through the Old Testament learning. APA so format, he, baby. APA <laughs> format. He was learning, uh, praying for four months. And in 52 days, he built the wall. So it's like, we just got to be in constant prayer and surrender. And I feel that way, you know, in my life and just surrendering things and stop trying to do everything myself and feeling like, I feel in your sense, like you want to do it yourself, but you also want to trust in him. Right. It's like you can't do you strong yeah, you can't strong armor, but there's also I believe there's also scripture that says you can't have your foot in both uh piles. Follow yeah. me or and only me. Yeah. And that's how I feel we need to be. And I, I feel like I, I got that through this trip and wanting to just, you know, trust in him and let things go. Let things go and truly have faith and authority that it's gonna happen by believing. Yeah, and I think I think it's a beautiful thing where we are, bro, because like one thing about our faith is that it's supposed to continue growing. We are gonna make mistakes. We are gonna fall short at times. We all fall short of the glory of God. He says that. You know what I mean? But it's it's a heart posture thing. You know what I mean? It's repentance. It's turning to the Lord. It's surrendering. It's obedience. It's all the things that you start reading in his word and you realize and you and you take from like characters like David. You know, David fell, right? There's a king that was before David. His name was Saul. And we know that he was chosen to do the same exact thing that he chose David to do, but one repented and one did not. And that's the most important thing. And that's the beautiful thing about the Old Testament is that they were under the old covenant, but sometimes like God gives, not sometimes, a lot of times within that Old Testament, you get a peer into the New Testament and the New Covenant. And David almost was living in that old covenant, but he was enacting new covenant, you know, things. You know, repenting was like was done through the sacrifice of of animals. You know? Goats. But he was repenting with his heart. He was mourning. He was throwing sackcloth on his head and, you know, doing things that we see in the New Testament, in the New Covenant. So it's like almost like he gave us a vision of what was to come through David, through, you know, many men in the Old Testament that, you know, obviously you're going to realize as you dive, you know, deeper. But what I've realized is like when God says, especially with David, he was a man after God's heart. I start wanting to model my life after him, you know, and, and, and obviously the best person to model your life after is David. I mean, sorry, is, is Jesus. You know, but there are characters in the Bible that we can take from their stories and start, you know, applying to our lives and realizing what was it that they were doing that set them apart? 
And David was set apart from the beginning and he stayed set apart because of his obedience and his repenting heart and having a heart posture of like, yo, I'm doing this for the Lord. Everything that I am, everything that I do is for him. He's the most important thing. And if I do fall short, I'm going to get right back on track. I'm not going to fall into condemnation. I'm not going to fall back. And one thing that we talked about and we were blessed by a conversation with Catherine's mom, Cheryl, was that whenever you get off track, it's not like you get off track and then you start all the way back at the beginning. That's not how grace works. Mm -hmm. If you sin, you repent, you get right back on where you you left off at and you keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think too many times we allow our sin to get get us to a place where we feel like we're never we're never going to end up, you know, getting to that that final goal, you know, or the finish line. It's God's job to get us to that finish line, but he needs our obedience and our trust and our faith. That's what activates him getting us to that finish line. Right. Without faith, it literally says that you can't please God. Yeah. In the Old Testament it said that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him righteousness. That's a New Testament covenant. That's a that's a new covenant right there. He believed all we have to do is believe and have faith. And it's counted unto us as righteousness. That's amazing. That's a sobering, beautiful thing to realize. That it's that we don't have to sit here and strong arm these things. It's literally a a, a path that we're on, and we repent when we mess up. We get right back on track, and we keep going. This is your first time here. Truly appreciate you being here. Please do us a super solid and subscribe to the show, whether that be Apple, whether that be YouTube. It means the world. If you'd like to buy the book and support the ministry, you can do that on Amazon. It's called 21 Days in Africa. You can also go to ilikebirdsministry.com if you'd like to support the show in any way financially. We could really use some help when it comes to supporting what we're doing here and just getting the video content out there so more people can find it. So definitely appreciate you guys and much love to you. And this is the I Like Birds podcast.